We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. I got nothing. I don't know what we just saw out of this Lakers team. We've got plenty to break down, but I don't even know where to begin at this point. The Lakers fall to a Jimmy Butler-less Miami Heat in a game that was just pounding on the door, waiting for the Lakers to open it. The win was right there. And the Lakers said, no, thank you. It's like Amazon delivered the package. And the Lakers said, oh, no, no, no. You've got the wrong house. Could not get a win against the Jimmy Butler-less Miami Heat in a, I think the only word I've got for it is lethargic performance from the Lakers. And given the slide that they've been on, given how difficult wins have been to come by, Seeing the Lakers come out and play the way they did tonight, well, it's shocking, surprising, and damn sure concerning when we see what this team just did out there over the last 48 minutes of game time. We've got plenty to talk about here, as I said. Thank you guys for joining me. Obviously, a very difficult night for the Lakers, and we're going to have some difficult conversations today on this show Appreciate everybody coming in over on YouTube. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You guys know the trade deadline is coming up February 8th. I know a lot of people are probably hoping that the Lakers make a lot of trades after what we just saw. Um, Stay tuned here to the YouTube channel. We're going to do everything we can to keep you as up-to-date as possible with all of the latest breaking trade news, all the rumors, all of that stuff. So just hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications. Anything that comes out, you know we're going to be all over it, keeping you informed on all of the trade news heading up to that February trade deadline. So once again, if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, Let's just get into the ugly truth of it here. Anthony Davis was fantastic. 29 points, 18 rebounds, six assists, two steals, five blocks. Good Lord. How do you get that monstrous performance out of Anthony Davis and not come away with the W? 43 minutes played too. What a waste. 24 points for Austin Reeves, five boards, eight assists. He was just fine in this game. Eight of nine from the free throw line. LeBron James, 12 points, 
Six boards, nine assists, played 38 minutes, but was six for 18. And he looked noticeably low energy. Now, I'll say this. LeBron was listed on the injury report last night as having a non-COVID illness. I'm curious to see what the comments are that are going to come out of the Lakers locker room. I don't know if LeBron is actually sick, but he looked like it. Like something didn't, this, this wasn't just, oh, he had a bad shooting night. Something looked off with LeBron in this game. His energy level, it, it just wasn't there. So we'll see what was actually going on there. Uh, but not a good performance out of LeBron. And then off the bench, Kristen Wood, he was just fine. 13 points, eight boards, one block, 28 minutes for all, for Max Christie, two for nine from three. That's not good enough, but five of 12 shooting overall, 14 points, five rebounds. No D'Angelo Russell in this game, dealing with a bruised tailbone. No Rui Hachimura dealing with a calf strain. It is, according to Darvin Ham, told his pregame, it's a grade one calf strain, which means that he is just day-to-day. We'll see. Maybe he's back before Friday's matchup against the Memphis Grizzlies. But essentially, the Lakers had an eight-man rotation in this game due to these injuries. Jalen Huchifino played five minutes, and they were an absolute disaster. He was 0 for 4 shooting. He did not look ready to play NBA basketball. Although, to be fair, he fit right in. This team did not look ready to play NBA basketball tonight. Um, Torian Prince, zero points on 0 for 6 shooting from the field and 0 for 5 from 3. Zero points for Cam Reddish. 0 for 1 shooting, four turnovers. Speaking of which, the turnovers, but I've got so many bad things to talk about right now. 21 turnovers for the Lakers. They had 10 in the first quarter. 10 turnovers in the first quarter for this Lakers team. Unbelievable. They're now 3-9 and nine since winning the in-season tournament. They look sloppy. They looked unprepared. And a Miami team... That is, that frankly didn't play that well. Miami didn't play all that well, but they certainly played well enough to beat a Lakers team that did not look ready to play NBA basketball. The Lakers have had the last two days off. Two days in a row off, they elected not to practice yesterday. Coach, maybe you should have practiced yesterday. <laughs> this game certainly showed a team that just did not look ready to play a professional basketball game, plain and simple. They couldn't hit shots. My goodness, couldn't hit a three to save their lives. Four for 30 from deep. 13%. Think about that. 13%. If they just shot an average percentage from three, this is a completely different game. And they probably walk away with a fairly easy win. But they couldn't hit an outside shot. Couldn't get stops when they needed to. And there's a disturbing trend that we're starting to see with this team. They get behind. They try to catch up. But you see one of two things happening. And it's usually one right after another. They, if they're scoring, they're giving up points on the other end. So they're down, say 10. They'll go three possessions in a row scoring the basketball, but they'll also get scored on on the other end each time. Or they'll get three stops in a row, but they'll take three bad shots on the other end and it won't get them anywhere. The end result is you wind up spending most of the game just burning the clock. You fall behind, and you never really catch up. The Lakers got it to within two, actually. They started to catch up, started to string together stops and scores. They got it to within two with just a few minutes into the fourth quarter, and then everything fell to pieces. And Miami immediately, in about a minute and a half, pushed the lead back to 10, and that was kind of it. That was the end of the game. 
And they still had eight minutes or so to play at that point. As I recall, didn't string together enough stops and scores. And this is a disturbing trend. They fall behind early. And then they just never quite catch up. Can't get the stops when they need to. Can't put the ball in the basket when they need to. And what you wind up with is ugly basketball. By the way, the first half of this game was one of the ugliest games of basketball I think we've seen in recent memory. Um, it was horrific on both sides of the ball for both teams. Just a horribly played basketball game. And uh, look, there, there was nothing that looked pretty in this game. But if you came out with, the, with a win, you could at least say, well, they got a win. Didn't do that. Yikes. Once again, hey, you would expect when you're going up against Eric Spolstra, you'd be at maybe a coaching disadvantage. But boy, didn't that Miami Heat team, despite the fact that, frankly, they were playing poorly, they're moving off the ball, they're cutting, their defense is, for the most part, where it's supposed to be, and that's with players missing. They still look like a competent, well-run NBA team. And wow, did that throw the Lakers into contrast. It was really noticeable when you liked when you looked at the way the Miami Heat were moving off ball, the cutting, all the different things that we saw from them, really on both ends of the floor, and you immediately get to compare that with what the Lakers were doing. Different level. Different level. Andrew Lee said, I'm confused. We were clicking before the in-season tournament and looked really good. What's changed? We got the same roster and all. Changes got to be made. This is embarrassing. Well, I mean, part of this... Uh, part of this is that the Lakers are simply not hitting shots from deep. So that's part of it. Missing so many threes, I think, can be taxing on them. I think we've seen this quality from the Lakers team where when they're not getting shots to drop, their, their drive, it just kind of wanes. Like the, the energy, the effort, the attention to detail, it all slips away when they're not seeing the ball go in the basket. And they definitely weren't seeing the ball go in the basket in this one. But what else has changed? I mean, I suppose the cynic will say $500,000 is not on the line right now. So that's part of it. But it seems like this team, this whole team, I mean, D'Angelo Russell went into a slump at the beginning of December. This whole team just seems to be in a funk. They've had guys constantly in and out of the rotation due to injuries, and they just can't seem to get any kind of a rhythm. And you could see it at the end. Anthony Davis threw a hit-ahead pass to Austin Reeves. Austin didn't see it. It hit Austin in the foot and bounced out of bounds. That was right when that was probably the Lakers' last chance to really make a push. And all he could do was laugh. It's kind, they're kind of at a point where they're just throwing their hands up. It's not good. It's not good. Feels like they're kind of drowning and they don't quite know how to save them, save themselves right now. Trey said Prince of Garbage. Well, like, let's let's be fair, right? Torian Prince, again, he was bad tonight. He got picked on defensively. Got picked on defensively. He was... Um, he was targeted there, and he couldn't shoot threes. Couldn't shoot. But let's be fair. He's shot the ball well from deep on the season. On the season, he shot the ball pretty well. And for the month of December... He lit it up. He shot the ball great in December. So he had a bad shooting night tonight. But that's the point where if you're Darvin Ham, and he did it, I think, a little too late, 
if Torian Prince isn't going to give you anything on the offensive end, if the three is not falling, you there's no reason to have him on the floor. Now, late, Darvin subbed out Torian and he put in Jared Vanderbilt to try to get some stops, figuring, well, Torian's not hitting the three anyway. But if you notice, Miami, they beyond ignored Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, like they pretended he was not even on the court when he was on the offensive end. I mean, they did not care that he was there. They just pretended that he was not even out there and left him alone and just had an extra defender sitting in the paint. That's a problem. You either have to, Jared Vanderbilt has to start knocking in some, some of those corner threes because teams are going to give those to him all day, or you've got to use him as a screener because otherwise he's standing out there in the corner doing nothing and his defender gets to go run and do whatever he wants. You have to do one of those two things. You can't allow him to just stand in the corner and allow his defender to mess up everything in the middle of the paint. You have to do something with him. Either give him the ball and let him take a couple of threes until he proves that he can burn teams from there and that pulls teams away from just leaving him. And if that's not going to happen, then you have to use him as a screener to occupy his defender in some other kind of way. Otherwise, you're just handing over an advantage to your opponent. You're playing four on five, literally. Playing four on five on the offensive end otherwise. Can't do it. But the Lakers went back to him when Torian Prince was struggling. Jared Vanderbilt could still be a good defensive player. Uh, but again, Torian Prince, not good in this one. Jared Vanderbilt, you know. Not, not a great look. There wasn't a great performance from a lot of guys, except for Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves. Um, Darvin Scam ruins an AD masterclass. Coach needs to be fired tonight. Make Phil Handy the coach till we find a replacement. I don't get, uh, he said, get that airhead out of here. Well, so here's the thing. If the Lakers are losing games because they're shooting poorly, if you have an off shooting night and you lose a game, is that frustrating? Yes, absolutely. Does that get your coach fired? No especially when you just won the in-season tournament, especially when you went to the Western Conference Finals this last year. Those kinds of things don't get your coach fired. What gets your coach fired are things like we saw tonight. Now, again, I'm not going to say they're going to do that right now. Darvin still has two more years under contract, but games like this where the team, especially given how they've been playing lately and how desperate they should be for a win, when they show up lackadaisical, when they're lethargic, in this situation, in a game that, once again, it's not opportunity knocking. It is that win pounding on the door in this game. It was right there for the Lakers all game long. All they had to do was just open the door, and they could not hit a shot, couldn't get stops when they needed to. It's games like this that are going to cause decision makers to start to question. Okay, what's really going on here? What's really happening right now? Because I'll tell you what, look, I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. But when you watch the team perform the way they perform tonight, you can't help. You can't help but wonder, is there something else here? Is this something more than just bad decisions in terms of rotations and things like that? This looked like more than just a bad shooting night. And that's something that's got to be concerning for everybody, for fans, for the front office, for everybody. We're going to be keeping a real close eye on where they go from here. Asa Hearts said, AD got the lead down to three in the first three possessions uh, after we deviated from him. 
why does this team refuse to make things so difficult offensively? Well, they don't refuse to make things so difficult. They they make things so difficult offensively. Uh, they do. They're a bad offensive team. That's what all the advanced metrics have said. They struggle to generate points, and that's a big problem when you give up leads. It's hard to catch up when you're not a good offensive team. If you're a good offensive team, if you're the Sacramento Kings and you can score 12 points in a minute and a half or something, you can look, there's no lead that's safe against you. You come down, you get hot, you hit a few threes, and you're off and running. But the Lakers this year, their offense has been such a joyless slog to watch. They just can't seem to get anything going there, completely stuck in the mud. And you wind up, as I said, just spinning your wheels all game long, trying to play catch up when really all you do is at best trade baskets. And once again, I get it. Eric Spolster is the best coach in the league. But man, couldn't help but feel jealous looking at the Miami Heat offense. Again, a, a less talented group out there. No question. A less talented Miami group out there. And they've got guys cutting. They've got shooters coming off of screens. They've got all these things happening. The Lakers, there were literally possessions where LeBron had the ball and four other guys looked at him. Just stood there. Just watching. No cuts, nothing. Everybody just watching him. What's he going to do? There was one play in particular where LeBron's got the ball out behind the three-point line. All four guys on the floor standing behind the three-point line as well, all just staring at him. Just sitting there, staring at him. LeBron's looking around. And it's fine. It's like finally it just dawned on him. He just went, all right, fine. And he just shot it, missed. Heat went off running the other way. That's the kind of stuff that simply can't happen. And again, the contrast between the two teams. Once again, not to say Miami played a good game, but the contrast between the two, two teams. Boy, was it evident. Jason Kelly said, I don't know Palinka doesn't want to fire Darvin because then it looks bad on him, but they can't make a trade yet. And if this keeps up, they might be this might be a lost season. What are the choices they have? So they can't make a trade yet. I mean, look, Toronto and New York got a trade done already, but it is rare for this time of year. Now it is it is going to start picking up though. Like we're not far off from trades. We're like what a week and a half away, I think, from when Rui got traded to the Lakers last year. We're close. We're very, very close to trade season. Remember, the trade deadline is February 8th. What tends to happen is executives they go out of town and everything for Christmas or for New Year's, come back. And trade talks really start to heat up. So where you're going to see trades get done, it's now until obviously February 8th being the deadline. But the closer you get to February 8th, the more likely a trade becomes. So is it likely a trade's going to go down right this second? No. Is it impossible though? Also no. Definitely not impossible. It's possible for a deal to go down right now. Now typically though, what happens, and it's much more so in December, even more so in November, when teams are talking trade and we're not that close to the deadline, what happens is the asking prices are sky high and the offers are rock bottom. That's what happens. Then teams get more realistic as you get closer to the deadline. Offers come up a little bit. Asking prices come down a little bit. You meet in the middle. There you go. That's what tends to happen. Because right now teams are saying, well, there's no urgency to get anything done. So if you want to do something now, then I need all this stuff in order to get a deal done. And it's way more than you'd want to give up. That's what tends to happen this time of year. But again, we're not that far off. We're not that far off. As far as firing Darvin Ham, the question, if you're the Lakers, are you prepared to do that? And by the, by prepared, I mean, 
beyond just, hey, Darvin Ham is not doing a good job coaching, get rid of him. Right? Like that's one decision. But are you ready for who's going to take over? Do you know what that's going to look like if you're going to do that? Because you better be set up there. You better know what your path is if you're going to make that kind of a move. You better know. Because it is not an easy job for a coach to step into a team mid-season. Especially if we're talking about an outside coach. Now, maybe it's maybe it's Phil Handy. Maybe you give him his shot. I don't know. But for somebody to step in mid-season, especially if it's somebody from the outside, that is a very, very difficult task. So if you're going to do that, you better know who it is. You better have that lined up and know who it is that's going to be taken over. And it's got to be the right person. Otherwise, you, you need to just stick with what it is. Stick with the way things are going. And if it continues to go poorly, okay, you make a change over the summer. And if it doesn't, if they turn it around, great. Great. But right now, Darvin Ham, yeah, his, he should be feeling a little pressure. His, he should be feeling, the, the seat should be getting a little hot right now. Because this team is playing losing basketball after winning the in-season tournament and looking good. Now they're playing losing basketball. They're not playing with much energy, with much enthusiasm. They look like they don't really want to be out there. What's happening? That's what the front office is now going to start looking at. Mission 86 said, what just happened? I don't care how bad the game was. Master lock the crowd. Do you not ch chant for the opposition? I would assume. And by the way, I didn't have, I was over on playback doing the play-by-play. -play. I, I didn't have the sound on on the regular feed. So uh, I may have missed if there were, I saw somebody saying there were Miami Heat chant, uh, chants going through there. Uh, he said, just no way. I would assume that's there were some Heat fans in the building. It's not, Lakers fans aren't going to start chanting for the Heat. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But that should be, look, if you are, if you're the Lakers and you have any sort of pride Right, like that should bother you. Opposing teams, fans chanting for their team in your building. And what are Lakers, Lakers fans are silent because your team just no showed a game. And like, what do you expect fans to be Lakers fans to be loud when their team just did whatever we want to call that? Well, it wasn't basketball. So, master lock the crowd. I mean, if it was Lakers fans then sure, but I, I I don't think it was. Uh, Phil Handy is the head coach? Maybe, I mean, if this continues, if this continues, you're going to have to figure out something here. Like if they go through another few weeks of this and the team looks the way they look tonight, maybe you have to make some tough decisions. Is Phil Handy ready? You know what I've been saying for weeks now? They're not going to do this midseason. But you rack up some games like this, where the team looks like this, that might force their hand. And again, some of this was just a terrible shooting night. But it was more to it than just that. More to it than that. It was not pretty. Tyler said the season is probably done. Lost nine of the last 12. What the hell happened? 
we were 14 to nine. Well, look, we're not even halfway through the season. So the season is not done. But got Grizzlies, Clippers, Raptors, Suns next. Could be 17 and 22 by next week. Get Levine or Murray. Yeah, look, the Lakers have a very home heavy schedule over this month, but that doesn't mean they've got a bunch of easy opponents. It's not like they've got Pistons, Wizards, you know, Spurs like all lined up, and the Lakers lost to the Spurs once this year already. But it's that's that's not what's on their schedule here. Your game that you've got to win is is Raptors, and the Raptors just got an infusion of life. They just got Emmanuel quickly. Uh, they got RJ Barrett and quickly has already lit up the Lakers once this season. So that's not an easy game. And that's probably the easiest of the games that they've got available in this coming stretch. Uh, folks, let me let me say this. If this the Grizzlies are now the Grizzlies were a bad team all the way up until Jaw got back. Now they've got energy. Now they've got life. Now they're trying to make a playoff push. But I'll tell you this: the Lakers playing the way they did tonight. Um, they're they're going to lose to everybody. They'll lose to just about any team if they play the way they did, especially if they're shoot, they're turning the ball over the way they did tonight and they shoot the ball the way they did tonight. You'll lose to just about anybody. Um, I've got another point I need to make here, but Darvin Ham, this is from Dave McBenamin from ESPN. Darvin Ham in the postgame said, we can't find any consistency until we get healthy. It's as simple as that. No. Darvin, no, it's not. It's not as simple as that. Trust me, I, I've been, I've been saying since the beginning of the season, I've been the guy saying, well, it's tough to get consistency when you've got so many players shuffling in and out of the lineup, and that's true. It is tough to get consistency. What we saw tonight was not D'Angelo Russell and and Rui Hachimura and Gabe Vincent are out. Yes, that sucks. Three of your what you thought would be top eight, maybe nine guys are out. One starter, one sometime starter, and your main backup guard are out. That does not excuse what we saw out there tonight. That does not excuse this team looking the way they did tonight. As sloppy as they were, turning the ball over, struggling to figure out a zone defense. It doesn't excuse any of that. The body language we saw. And again, Anthony Davis was great. Austin Reeves was really good. Those guys competed. But everybody else looked pretty lost out there. Who's supposed to be leading the way? You can't look at this team. You can't look across at the Miami Heat, who are missing Jimmy Butler, who are missing Caleb Martin, and are still executing and still have some rhythm to their offense and say, well, we're missing Rui Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell and Gabe Vincent, who we haven't had essentially all season. Those three guys are out. So until we get our guys healthy, then we're not going to have any consistency. The Heat just showed you. They just did it right in front of you. Missing players, and they still had guys on the same page playing together. Again, they didn't play well. The Heat didn't play particularly well. If they did, this game would have been over a lot earlier. The Heat didn't play particularly well, but they played together. They played together. You could see it on both ends of the floor. It was plain as day. So, Darvin, if you're looking at this, 
and you're saying, well, we don't have any consistency because these guys were out. It's a challenge. It's a hurdle to overcome. There's no question having guys out is tough. But it can be done. It can be done, and it's not happening. It's not happening right now. We're far enough into the season where even with guys being out early on in the season, hey, you haven't had a lot of reps together. You're going to get some clunkiness. We're almost at the midway point of the season now. That's where we're getting close to. Guys have had a chance to know what it is the coaching staff wants them to do if the coaching staff is giving them consistency and consistent role. And again, that's not easy when guys are out. But Miami just did it right in front of you. So it's not impossible. It's not impossible to have some type of chemistry. I get it if your whole offense is built around LeBron and LeBron's out or something like that, right? Or if your entire defense is built around Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis is out. LeBron and AD have been healthy most of the season. And yet guys still look kind of lost out there, don't they? And once again, your opponent just proved to you that missing a few guys that are rotation players, that's not enough. That's not a reason for your team to look the way they look tonight. Doesn't fly. That simply does not cut it. Mamba mentality. Said again, I have to quote KP, former player, now analyst. Lakers fans demand greatness, heart, determination, in-season tournament banner doesn't cut it. We need some changes ASAP. So you want to be careful that the, right now in this moment, you're feeling the emotion, right? The anger, the frustration, the knee-jerk reaction is to take everything we just saw and hurl it into the sun, right? Get rid of all of that. You can go too far with it. You can go too far with some of that. There is something here. This team won the in-season tournament. For whatever reason, and I think there's a few reasons we could talk about, that roaring fire where they won that in-season tournament, it's all but out. It's just some flickering embers at this point. But it doesn't take a lot. Blow on that fire just a little, provide the right kindling, and you can get it back to that raging inferno that you had in the in-season tournament. Go too far, do something crazy, going to extinguish it. So yes, changes, absolutely. I, I think this team, if anything that we've seen over the last few weeks, it's just been more and more reason to be aggressive at the trade deadline. But I know a lot of fans right now, the knee-jerk will be tear this all down. I don't think you quite go that far. I don't think you quite go that far. But there are some very key things that this team needs to find. Forefront, no, number one, the top thing is you need two-way players. You need guys who can play offense and defense. I think that's going to be really important. Um, you need three-point shooters, clearly. 14% from three in this game. You need guys who can, you need another big, a true physical big. I don't think that hurt them too much in this game, particularly against this Miami team, but you need that. Uh, Karma said, is anybody going to address LeBron's defense? Oh, it was non-existent. He got bullied in the post by Jaime Jaquez. And Jaquez is, is fine. There's no question. He's really good for a rookie. There, again, 
It's great. I know most Lakers fans will say should have drafted him. But yeah, I mean, hindsight being 2020, sure. But LeBron got bullied in the post by Jaime Hawkins. That's what, again, I, I'm really curious to see what, what comes out of these post-game comments. How sick is LeBron? And maybe, look, if he's not, maybe he just had a terrible night. I don't know. But having watched so many of LeBron's games at this point, and so many games this season, I, I think there was something off there tonight. I don't think this was just he was having a bad shooting night or something. We'll see what comes out. Fans chanting, let's go. Heat is embarrassing. Yeah, that, that should not happen in your building. But again, did the Lakers give Lakers fans anything to be excited about? Not really. They got it within two and then immediately hemorrhaged all the points right back in the fourth quarter. Just when you would have got fans fired up and into the game, you shot yourself in the foot. You, you extinguished your own fire. I genuinely don't believe in Darvin Ham as a coach. He puts players in bad positions to succeed based on what they can do. Uh, D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura's skill sets contradict Austin Reeves and LeBron. We need the best five we can throw out, throw together. So that means changes at the two and at the three. Well, we've gone over this. The stats show that right now Max Christie at the two has been the best bet for the Lakers. And they actually put together a lineup that has done really, really well. I don't think it's Max Christie specifically. I like Max Christie a lot. I think that we've seen flashes that really show you what the Lakers thought they were getting in him and what he ultimately can be. I think as a young player, you're going to get some inherent inconsistency there. But I think just having a three, a three and D guy, a guy who can actually hit the three and give you something on the defensive end of the floor, unlike Cam Reddish, who's can give you defense, but is not going to give you anything on offense. Unlike Jared Vanderbilt, who can give you defense, but not give you anything on offense. Max can give you a little bit on both sides of the ball. And I think that skill set, what Max, with the success with Max at the two, that lineup shows you, it's not, to, in my mind, it's not that Max Christie is the solution. It's that a three and D player is the solution. And that's where, and maybe it's somebody that you can play in tandem with Max, where you split up the minutes between Max and this other player. So again, I'm concerned about putting that much on a very young player that, hey, now you're going to, play a ton of minutes at the two because this lineup works. You need a 3 and D player there. though. Unfortunately, ironically, like Catavius Caldwell-Pope would be, would be perfect, right? So that's frustrating. That's frustrating. Uh, Shay Jordan said, no energy at all. Hor horrible game to watch. Wasted another good AD game. Getting worried. JHS stands. Oh, my goodness. Junk, horrible, and rhymes with Schmidt. <laughs> That's what JHS stands for. He's just not ready. He's not ready. I mean, you could see it out there. He looked timid. He looked hesitant. He looked nervous. He was not ready to be out there. Um, 0 for 4. Badly missed his shots. Did not look good. JHS did not look good. Five minutes played. Now, that said, the Lakers kind of ran him off ball, which... If he's going to be out there, like you let him be the point guard, but uh, five minutes and they were, they were five really bad minutes. So in my mind, to me, if I'm the Lakers and this is, and 
maybe they're seeing other things in practice or so. Well, what, what am I saying? They didn't practice over the last two days. Um, maybe they're seeing other things elsewhere. But if this is what you feel like you're probably going to get out of JHS, or even if it's just slightly better than what we saw tonight, the five minutes were an absolute disaster from for him. Send him down. Send him to South Bay. He needs reps. Let him play all he wants with the South Bay Lakers. It's what it's what it's there for, right? Part of what it's there for. If this is what he can provide, then he's of no help to this Lakers team. Send him down. Let him develop in the G League. And that's okay. He's 20. It's okay. Is it ideal? No. Of course. It'd be great if he could be a contributor to this team's rotation right now. Again, look at what Hawkins is doing. Now Hawkins is older, but still, it'd be great if he could be a contributor. But if he's not there right now, send him down. Let him play 30 minutes a night for the South Bay Lakers. That's going to help his development more than five minutes in a game here and there when he's clearly overmatched. Not doing any good like this. Drew Potter, not sure what fixes this team. No surefire coaches available if Ham is fired. No great trade candidates truly avail available or affordable. Uh-oh. Yeah, that, that's the problem. That's the problem. Who do you get if you're on the fire Darvin Ham train? Who do you get? Who replaces him? I don't know. Um, Darvin Ham, this is from the Lakers Nation account, talking about the mood in the locker room. So guys are disappointed. No one wants to come out on their home floor and get beat and not play well. Yeah. Uh, Darvin Ham on the possibility of going back to a lineup of D'Lo, Austin, Vando, LeBron, and AD, which is the lineup that they used last season after the trade deadline, which had some success. He said, no stone shall go unturned. We're here to explore whatever we can to right the ship. Darvin also said, I'm cringing here looking at the minutes both LeBron and AD played tonight, even Austin. Yeah. I mean... Austin played 36, like 36 minutes is not too crazy for Austin Reeves. I thought the 28 minute thing was weird, but 36 minutes. Anthony Davis played 43 minutes. LeBron, who clearly wasn't right, something was going on there, played 38 minutes. In a losing effort like this. It's a waste. It's a waste. All right. We are going to get to the master lock of the night. In just a moment, uh, before we get there, though, uh, Mark Gunnels and I, for our newest Lakers Nation sponsor, which is Sleeper, before the game, we took a look at some picks over on the Sleeper app. Let's see if they paid off. Here's what uh, we came up with for this game. Lakers Heat, make the game more fun over on the Sleeper app. Mark Gunnels joining me. And Mark, whenever we come on, we take a look at some fantasy options over on the Sleeper app. What did you pick from this game? Obviously, this is going to be airing after the fact, so we'll know whether or not you are right. But what did you go with for this game? So I had a couple plays tonight. I went with Tyler Hero having more than 23 and a half points. My thought process there was no Jimmy Butler. He played in six games in December, 
four of those were without Jimmy Butler. And in that month, he averaged 26 points per game. So I expect him to have the ball in his hands a lot, higher volume, more shot attempts for him. And then on Lakers side, I did more for Austin Reeves, 26 and a half for points, rebounds, and assists combined. My thought process there, no D-Lo. The ball should be in Austin Reeves' hands a lot more tonight. So that's why I went with those two plays. All right. Well, you can use the promo code Lakers Nation and get up to $100 match on your first deposit with Sleeper. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operation, operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. Mark, good picks. Now we'll know whether or not you got them right. Till next time, everybody. See ya. All right. So that is, again, our newest sponsor. That is Sleeper. And Mark... Uh, he went one for two. Actually made some really good good selections. Austin cleared easily. 24, it was 26 and a half that he, he had to be higher on uh, than uh, with points, rebounds, and assists. I mean, Austin almost got there just on points. 24 points plus eight assists, five rebounds. Easy, easy one there. Uh, it was 23 and a half for Tyler Hero. Hero shot seven to 19. That, that's what killed him. He finished with 21 points. Had he shot just slightly better, uh, he would have crushed that, but uh, bad shooting night for Tyler Hero, and that ultimately made Marco one one and one on this one. But again, check out the Sleeper app. Use our promo code Lakers Nation to get that deposit match. All right, guys, we do need to get into the master lock of the night. There's a lot. I got to say, there's a lot that we could pick for this one. So you guys tell me, fire it off in the chat over on the YouTube channel. What do you think? should get master locked from this game. What was the most annoying thing from this one? Give me your thoughts. Here we go. Master lock of the night. Man, master lock of the night. Fired off vent, everybody. Vent away. Peter said, how the hell do we choose? I know, right? There's so many. This is terrible. I love the nights when there's a master lock and you're kind of reaching like, oh, I guess master locked this guy because he hit a few too many shots against us or something like that. Tonight's like, my goodness, how do you pick? There's so many things that you could choose. Ralph said master locked the whole game plan. Seen a lot of master locked Darvin Ham. We've got master locked Jalen Huchifino, master locked the Lakers energy, master locked LeBron. Uh, David said Masterlock team effort. By the way, David is a channel member. You guys can check out the channel membership program by clicking that join button. Masterlock turnovers. That's a pretty good one. Turnovers. That's a good one. Masterlock the whole team. Darvin Ham. Masterlock the refs. I think the refs, the refs didn't cause the Lakers to lose this one. No question there. Masterlock the rotation. Masterlock Dylan Brooks. There it is. Masterlock the entire organization. There's something. Masterlock Dylan Brooks. As always. Doesn't matter if he's playing in the game or not. He gets Masterlock. Let's see here. Masterlock Cole Swider. He's on the Miami Heat now. Our old friend. Energy level. I think that's ultimately. If I'm going to Masterlock something from this game. If I have to kind of narrow it down. I'm going to say it's how lethargic this team looked. How they didn't look like a team that was desperate to win a basketball game, did they? 
they looked like a team that was frustrated. They looked like a team that that was not playing together. And yet, they didn't look desperate to win this one. They didn't look like they felt like they had to come out and win this game. So when the shots weren't falling, they went, well, it's not, it's not our night. Shot, shots aren't falling. That, it's the mentality, I think, that's got to get master lock for me. You just didn't see it from this. And it, I shouldn't say everybody. Thought Anthony Davis gave everything he could in this game. Thought Austin Reeves did everything he could. But the rest of the team, it was just guys were just kind of there. Nobody really executing. And maybe that all drills drills down under Darvin Ham and is, is part of that. But nonetheless, my master lock, it's the mentality the Lakers had in this in this one. It was shocking. It was surprising. It was disheartening to see a team that has been sliding and sliding that right now should be playing desperate to win this game, to right the ship, to turn things around. And they just didn't look that way, did they? They just didn't look that way. I know Lakers fans are desperate to see a win. Certainly didn't see that from the team themselves. So, a lot that needs to be fixed. Uh, our own Daniel Starkan reporting, Austin Reeves after the game said, we're more than talented enough to win games. We've got enough depth. We've got enough skill. We've got to figure it out. Uh, he said about the vibe in the locker room, he said, we're losing. Anytime you lose, the vibe should be off. If we went in there and the vibe wasn't off with this rough stretch we've had, then I'd be concerned. Well, that's at least good to hear that the guys aren't in there like celebrating or anything like that, that the vibes are, are off. They absolutely should be. But the question is, are we going to see that out on the court? Because again, tonight, we certainly did not. All right, all right, we'll do a few more. Remember, tonight is the first night this show will end in a few minutes here. We'll wrap things up. And then Sean Davis's show will start up. And that's going to be on his own. Oh, there he is. Let me put in my headphones here so I can hear him. John, how are you doing? Uh, pretty frustrated, but I thought I'd hop in and tell people to about the update for 2024. Yeah, yeah, I was just talking about that a little bit. So uh, why don't you tell everybody how this is going to work? Yeah, so in 2024, we're going to obviously keep up with the Lakers Asia post-game post, post show. But uh, this year, or basically starting tonight, Instead of it being a continuation of this show, it'll be its own separate stream. So when this stream ends, we'll get the liquidation post post game show uh, started. And yeah, I'm excited. We'll dive into what was a frustrating game and how the Lakers just basically, I guess, woke up and said, hey, you know what? Let's just roll out of bed and play basketball and let's not prepare for the heat zone. <sighs> that was very frustrating. Again, I've been saying it all show, Sean. I felt like the Lakers... Uh, did not look like they were ready to play a basketball game today. That was that I was mean, my impression of, of them. The Heat ran... <laughs> I don't even blame them. The Heat ran 47 half-court zone defensive possessions. For context, they ran 45 half-court man. They basically they zoned the Lakers almost the entire game. Or definitely yeah, more and, than half, literally. And why wouldn't you when it's working? Just keep doing it. And the Lakers were, there were some points where the Lakers started to figure it out. But for the most part, 
they weren't. And, and you'll talk about this much more in depth on your show, but Darvin Ham or not, NBA players should know how to beat his own. And there were far too many times where the Lakers looked confused in terms of what to do out there. High schoolers, high-level high school athletes know how to beat his own. I was about to say, like, high schoolers in general, high high IQ, uh, high-level high school players know how to beat his own. So to to that to that token that Trevor said, Darvam or not, like, Braun, come on now. Especially, like, where they would literally have three possessions. There was a stretch in the second quarter for sure where they they went just high-low action, like back-to-back-to-back, and it generated Max Christie open three, AD got, like, back-to-back dunks out of it, I think, too. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, do mm-hmm. that. And the Lakers said, oh, okay, never mind. No, let's – uh." Let, let, let's just go back to pretending we don't know how to beat a zone. This yeah. worked? No, let's not do that anymore. No, <laughs> that makes way too much sense. The Literally just the story of the 2023-2024 Lakers. Well, that Sean, worked. sounds like you've got you've got plenty to dive into on your show, breaking down exactly what, what happened here tonight to these Lakers. Um, I think there's plenty from the X's and O's side. I think there's also plenty from the effort side. But again, the important part here... Uh, when this stream ends, Sean's show will start up on its own separate stream. Um, you guys can jump over and join that, and he's going to break down all the gross grossness that we saw from the Lakers tonight. Yeah. Well, uh, who's next? Memphis? Yeah. We'll, we'll preview yeah. the Memphis game, too. So make sure you guys, I mean, technically you'll go somewhere because it's on the same stream, but don't go too far, I guess is really what I should say. Yep. Um, be on the lookout Sean's stream will pop up right after this one ends and so jump in and uh and hang out as he's going to break down the rest of the night and uh and preview the Memphis Grizzlies game a little bit as well yeah all right Sean are you ready no <laughs> somebody said in the chat somebody said Trevor looks like he lost a bet <laughs> I I feel like it. Like I feel that kind of just just beaten down because I did the play by play for that game. <laughs> it was it was not fun. We we said before the game we were like excited for it. We were. Then... I was excited for this game. I I feel like I've been through the ringer having to sit through that game. So fans, we are we're right there with you. We are right there with you guys. Trust me. And now it's 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 taking a physical toll on me. Apparently. Yeah, that was. <laughs> oh, Jeez. you guys, you guys are great. You guys are great. <laughs> Somebody said Trevor looks like he's been drinking all day. No, ha- have not. Um, but that will be later <laughs> after this one. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, though, for for joining and hanging out and uh, and talking some Lakers basketball. It was definitely a frustrating night. Um, once again, make sure that you go join Sean's stream. That's going to be starting up. In just a moment, right here on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Make sure you're a channel subscriber. Don't forget as well to follow over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts for the LakersNation.com podcast. Thank you, everybody. Till next time. See you and stay safe.